The Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company's audio drama series presents Hans Christian Andersen's The Mail Coach Passengers, adapted and directed by Amanda Booth. For past episodes, upcoming events, and other information, make sure to visit our website at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater with an R-E. Without further ado, we give you The Mail Coach Passengers. The night was bitterly cold. The sky glittered with stars and not a breeze stirred. It was New Year's Eve and the church clock was striking twelve. Hurrah! Hurrah! cried the people in the town, for in every house the New Year was being welcomed. And as the clock struck, they stood up, full glasses in their hands, to drink success to the newcomer. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy, Happy New Year! New Year! The wish passed round, and the glasses clashed together till they rain again, while before the town gate, the mail coach stopped with twelve strange passengers. Who were these strangers? Each of them had a passport and luggage. They even brought presents for me and for you and for all the people in the town. Who were they? What did they want? And what did they bring with them? Good, Good morning. morning! Good morning! Good morning! Your name and profession. See for yourself in the passport. I am me. <laughs> and a famous fellow he looked, arrayed in a tuxedo and fur boots. Come to me tomorrow, and I will give you a New Year's present. I throw shillings and pence among the people. I give balls every night, uh, no less than 31. <laughs> Indeed, that is the highest number I can spare for balls. My ships are often frozen in, but in my offices, it is warm and comfortable. <laughs> my name is January. I am a merchant, and I generally bring my accounts with me. Then the second alighted. She seemed a merry woman. She was a director of a theater, a manager of masked balls, and a leader of all the amusements we can imagine. Her luggage consisted of a great cask. We'll dance the bung out of the casket carnival time. I'll prepare a merry tune for you and for myself, too. Unfortunately, I have not long to live. The shortest time, in fact, of my whole family. Only 28 days. Sometimes they pop me in a day extra, but I trouble myself very little about that. You must not shout so. Certainly I may shout. I'm Princess Carnival, traveling under the name of February. The third now got out. He looked the personification of fasting, but he carried his nose very high, for he was a weather prophet. In his buttonhole, he wore a little bunch of violets, but they were very small. March! March! The fourth passenger called after him. Don't you smell something good? Make haste into the guard room. They are feasting in there. I can smell it already. Forward, Master March. But it was not true. The speaker only wanted to make an able fool of him. For with that fun, the fourth stranger generally began his career. He looked very jovial and did little work. Ah, <sighs> if the world were only more settled. But sometimes I'm obliged to be in a good humor and sometimes a bad one. I can laugh or cry according to circumstances. I have my summer wardrobe in this box here, but it would be very foolish to put it on now. After him, a lady stepped out of the coach. She called herself Miss May. 
Her dress was light green, and there were anemones in her hair. She was so scented with wild thyme that it made the sentry sneeze. Your health, and goddess bless you! How pretty she was, and such a singer. Not a theater singer, nor a ballad singer, no, but a singer of the woods. For she wandered through the gay green forest and had a concert there for her own amusement. Now comes the young lady. And out stepped a young dame, delicate, proud, and pretty. It was Mistress June. In her service, people often became lazy and fond of sleeping for hours. She gives a feast on the longest day of the year, that there may be time for her guests to partake of the numerous dishes at her table. Indeed, she keeps her own carriage, but still travels by the mail coach with the rest because she wishes to show that she is not too proud. But she is not without a protector. Her younger brother July was with her. He was a plump, young fellow clad in summer garments and wearing a straw hat. He had very little luggage because it was so cumbersome in the great heat. He did, however, carry swimming trousers with him. Then came the mother herself, Madame August, a wholesale dealer in fruit, proprietress of a large number of fish ponds, and a land cultivator. She was fat and warm, yet she could use her hands well, and would herself carry out food to the laborers in the field. After work came the recreations, dancing, and playing in the greenwood and the harvest home. After her, a man stepped out of the coach. He was a painter, a master of colors, and was named September. The forest changes its colors for his arrival, and how beautiful are those that he chooses. The woods glow with red and gold and orange. This great master painter can whistle like a blackbird. There he stood, with his color pot in his hand, and that was the whole of his luggage. A landowner followed, who spends his time sowing seeds and attending to his plowing, and is rather fond of field sports. Squire October brought his dog and his gun with him, and had nuts in his game bag. He had a great deal of luggage, even a plow. He spoke of farming, but what he said could scarcely be heard over the coughing and sneezing of his neighbor. It was November, who coughed violently as he got out. He had a cold, but he said he thought it would leave him when he went out woodcutting, for he had to supply wood to the whole parish. He spent his evenings making skates, for he knew that soon they would be much needed. At length, the last passenger made her appearance, Old Mother December. The dame was very aged, but her eyes glistened like two stars. She carried on her arm a flower pot in which a little fir tree was growing. This tree I shall guard and cherish, that it may grow large by Christmas Eve, and reach from the floor to the ceiling, to be adorned with lighted candles, golden apples, and toys. I shall sit by the fireplace and bring a storybook out of my pocket and read aloud to all the little children. Then the toys on the tree will become alive, and the little waxen angel at the top will spread out his wings of gold leaf and fly down from his green perch. He will kiss every child in the room, yes, and all the little children who stand out in the street singing a carol about the Star of Bethlehem. Well, now the coach may drive away. We will keep all the twelve months here with us. Let the twelve come with me, one after another. The passports I will keep here, each of them for one month. When that has passed, I shall write the behavior of each stranger on his passport. Mr. January, have the goodness to come here. And Mr. January stepped forward. 
When a year has passed, I think I shall be able to tell you what the twelve passengers have brought to you, to me, and to all of us. Just now I do not know, and probably even they do not know themselves, for we live in strange times. But for now, from all of us here at the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company, we wish you and your families a very happy new year. Tech's audio drama series is a production by the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company. This week's episode, The Mail Coach Passengers, was written by Hans Christian Andersen, adapted and directed by Amanda Booth, and edited by Gina Stanton. This episode features the vocal talents of Amanda Booth as the narrator, Jenna Isabella as Miss May and Old Wonder December, John Isabella as Mr. January, Phil Pinot as Sentry and Master March, Gina Stanton as April, and Sam Steer as Princess Carnival February. Original PTAC music by Brian Sanishin. Old Lang Syne written by Robert Burns and performed by the United States Marine Band. For a full listing of credits, visit us at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. That's theater, with an R-E. While you're there, please consider clicking the donate link. That would be delightful. Have comments or questions? Email us at phoenixtheaterartsco at gmail.com or find us on social media. A very special thank you to our Patreon subscribers with a shout out to those sitting in the box seats, Ken Shelby, and on stage seating, Margaret Thurston. We couldn't do this without you. Join us next month for The People.